You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Hey, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. We are Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, as the sign says up there, our backdrop. There it is. <laughs> Coming to you today from the studio, Revival Now Studio in Marysville, Ohio. Yes. We are so glad you are joining us today. And if you would just take a moment, let us know where you're watching from, but also remember to like and share our content. We want to get the word out so every marriage in America and beyond can have uh, all that God wants it to have, wants, wants your marriage to have. We want you to Amen. leave a legacy, an impactful legacy. Uh, we don't want you to just have a marriage that you can be proud of, uh, but we want you to have a family line of marriages from generation to generation that that yeah. you know are living in the fullness and the goodness of God. Amen. Yeah, and you can be proud of. And you can be proud of. So absolutely. Um, we'll jump right in. We ended up making this a part two. Uh, we know you guys don't really care for part twos, just from our viewer. Uh, statistics, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, we we honed in a lot on four steps to loving your spouse with your whole heart. Right. Um, we just got through the first step last week because um, it's forgiveness. Mm. That's the first uh, and most important uh, step to being able to love your spouse or anyone for that matter. But yeah. we're talking particularly about marriages yep. with your whole heart because if you're if you're hurting and you're holding forgiveness, withholding forgiveness, you, you're, there's no way you're, it comes out. Can't. It just comes out. You can't. Um, you're triggered and things, you know, yes, we're saying forgive everybody, including yourself. And we mentioned last week that that was the hardest thing to do. It is. Is and, to forgive yourself. And it's why we spend so much time on yeah. it. Because yeah. Because it's really foundational yeah. uh, for everything in the Christian life, including Absolutely. your marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might and all your strength. And yeah. we have always said here uh, at Marriage Minute, it's, it's all about the heart. It is. It's all about the heart. So step one was forgiveness. Do you want to take us into step two? Yep. So like you said, step one's forgiveness, a free heart. But the second one that mm -hmm. we want to talk about is a full heart. Yep. You know, maybe this is, this might be uh, news to a lot of you out there, but you really can't love your spouse from a, from a full heart unless you understand that you can't do that in and of yourself. What, yeah. what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, is that the only way that you can truly love well is that if you're full of the Holy Spirit, He's the one that gives us, you know, the empowerment mm -hmm. uh, that we need to be able to love our spouse uh, with with that type of heart, with with a full heart. Um, and it's it's hard to understand a lot mm -hmm. of times. Um, because like we talked about last week, when you think about unforgiveness issues or, you know, you have judgment or anger, whatever the thing is, when you don't have the peace of God in your heart, then it's clouded. Mm -hmm. your, your judgment's clouded. What comes out of your mouth is clouded. Absolutely. And um, it's jaded to some degree. And so it's, it's hard when, you, when you've got issues of bitterness and, and, you know, hardness of heart, those kinds of things that will prevent you from a full heart. So really it's the empowerment by the Spirit of God that allows us to be able to love our spouse in that way. So Galatians chapter 5, um, verse oh, 22 yeah. and 23, really that's, that's the foundation for what I'm talking about in this second point. So it says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, 
gentleness, self-control. And it says, it goes on to say that, you know, of these things, there is no law. So these are all good things. These are things of the Spirit. And so when you have the fruit of the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, then you have the empowerment to actually live and, and operate from that place. But when you don't have the Spirit of God, then you're trying to do it out of your own will, out of your own soul. And can, you're not empowered by the Spirit to I do that. Absolutely. Here? So the fruit of the Spirit, those seven, is it seven it's or eight things that, that you just mentioned, <clears throat> those are deposited in you when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Absolutely. Those are given to you. Mm -hmm. Now, now, like me, I would say, well, I don't have patience. You know, I don't have this. I don't have that. I'm working on this. I'm, I'm trying to have God give me. He's already given it to me. Yeah. I'm not appropriating it uh, very well in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm holding on to something that is, well, I don't have patience. Well, what is that, an excuse? Am I making an excuse and trying to defend bad behavior? Yeah. So God has already deposited that in your heart upon your salvation. So right. you, it is your job to have it manifest in your life in the way that it should. And if I can just kind of add this, because this is great, what you just said. Um, you know, it's the Bible says uh, you need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. So that means you actually have to do something about it. So even if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, and if you have it today, you certainly need to, because mm -hmm. you can't be empowered by the Spirit of God if the Spirit of God doesn't live on the inside of you. Um, and so you have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Um, Paul, the Apostle Paul said in the New Testament that, you know, we have to beat our bodies, if you will, into submission. And how we do that is renewing our mind with the Word of God. And so when we have the Word of God living on the inside of us, Amen. then that starts to show us how we're supposed to live, which is by the Spirit of God and not by our flesh mm -hmm. and our fleshly desires mm -hmm. and from that soulish realm of who we are. Because... Um, our soulish realm really represents our mind, our will, and our emotions. It doesn't represent the Spirit of God. And so until, like the Apostle Paul says, you beat your body, you beat your soul into submission by the truth of God's Word, and when you do that, then you have the opportunity to live by the Spirit and to love your spouse Amen. fully from your heart. That's important. So what and I think, you know, it's, it's uh, good to note that when... You know, because I visual, I'm a visual person, and so you know, you beat your body into submission yeah. with the with the Word of God. You know, sometimes it feels like that because it it it's hurts. one of the hardest things that you're going to do oh, yeah. is crucify the flesh. Amen. And it does feel like a beating at times, and it will mm -hmm. exhaust you at times. Yeah. Um, but it does get better Absolutely. as you uh, discipline yourself in in those things, and you learn, you know, that God is for you and not against you. Amen. His word is for you and not against you. Yeah. Why don't you read that scripture in yeah. Proverbs chapter 4? So Proverbs four twenty three <clears throat> to 24, um, still in talking about having a full heart, says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Yeah. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Yeah. So again, you know, what is that saying? Well, okay, if, I, if I've got a problem in my heart, if I've got a heart issue, right, then what I, what's going on in my heart? There's the hardness, there's the bitterness, there's the anger, there's the unforgiveness. If that's there and that resides in my inner person, then what it's saying is it's going to come out of your mouth, mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's oh, saying well. to avoid, um, you know, perverseness and what was that? Can you read that again? Uh, well, I just missed it, but it was okay. avoid uh, corrupt. 
and, speech and, and coarse, coarse, and coarse, coarse speaking, language. Right? Yeah. So the only way you can avoid that um, is to, to have the Spirit of God reign and ruling and allowing those things that we talked about last week, which mm-hmm. you need to go back and listen to that. And, and it's powerful. It really is. Yeah. But um, when you have those things that still reside, it's going to come out of your mouth. So mm-hmm. Matthew um, chapter 12, verse 33 uh, through 37 says this. It says, a tree is identified by its fruit. So just put yourself in it. I'm identified by my fruit. Okay, let's just make, let's make it personal. If a tree or if I is good or if, if, yeah, if I am good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. And so Jesus is speaking to, you know, some of the religious teachers of, of his time. He said, you brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And so um, that's really what's going on. So if we if we don't have our heart right, mm-hmm. we can't. We're not going to speak good things toward our spouse. Not not out of a not out of a full heart anyway. It's it's not possible. And I think in Proverbs chapter eighteen, I believe it is twenty one, it says death and life. Are in the power so of the true. tongue. It's so true. So, <clears throat> you know, if your if your heart is not right, your speech is not going to be right, and that's going to be the indicator that something's wrong in your heart, that you don't have a full heart, and that's why I said earlier that to be empowered by the Spirit of God and to beat your body into submission with the Word of God, not physically beat your body into hey, submission. If that's but, what you got to do, then do it. <laughs> but spiritually, you're beating your body into submission. You're changing mindsets that you've had either toward yourself or toward your spouse or other people. And so you've got to beat your mind and your body into submission so that what comes out of your mouth is actually representative, a loving heart that's representative of what's what's there in your heart. And mm-hmm. so that's that's very powerful. And so the key to that is that you really can't love out of your soul. Mm-mm. You can't. You've got, to, you've got to have... It's a selfish... So our souls are very selfish. Yeah, it's it's the truth. Um you can't love well from your own self, out of your own will, because it's, it's going to fail at, at times. You're going to fail. You're going to slip up because you haven't dealt with the root issues in your heart, and it's going to manifest, manifest itself in the way you speak. Amen. So um, Holy Spirit really is the only one who can fill our hearts. I just want to make this statement with love to give us the ability to love how Jesus loved. Amen. Because he's our example. I'm not going to be your example. Mm-mm. We have to look in Scripture to say who's really our model for the Christian life and how to love well. It's Jesus Christ. Yes. He's the one and that there, can show there us that And there is no way. substitute. There is no substitute. You know, so how do you know you have a full heart? It's what comes out of your mouth. <laughs> there is a direct yeah. connection between your heart and your mouth. No doubt. Amen. Amen. So you need a free heart. <laughs> To love your spouse with your whole heart, and you need a full heart. Right. Those are two very good things, and we could stop there. Yeah. Um, because those those are things that will definitely change your marriage. But what is a marriage without fun? Well, I, I'm known in our. I've been known in our marriage. <laughs> I didn't know if he was going to bring that up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been known in our marriage as being the fun sucker. So. You know, sometimes that comes across because, you know, I handle like, like the details of the financial uh, aspects of our of our relationship. And so sometimes I'm, I'm looking too focused on the budget and I don't allow for 
times to go out and experience things together. And so thankfully over the years, Donna has helped me to, to bring some balance into that viewpoint. Um, and we bring each other to a center, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know. That's what we're supposed to do. We're, we, we shouldn't be operating at extremes. We need, no. to, we need to be no. operating from the middle. And I think out of our two differences in our, in, in our personalities and how we function and move, um, we balance each other yeah. well. So yeah, I'm he used to that. he used to like every question I would ask him. Hey, do you want to? And I would automatically know what the answer is because his automatic answer was no <laughs> before he even heard what I was going to say. And so I I was like, do you realize that in your mind you've already said no and you don't even know what I'm going to ask? It's true. And and it's, it's just kind of those things, you know. And and a lot of the the reason he said no was. Um, he, he doesn't know what it is going to entail, you know, is this creating more work for me? Cause you know, busyness is also of the devil and mm -hmm. you know, we've got, we've been in a, a time of our life and we can still, you know, this month is very busy. Um, and so no is the answer to a lot of things because we just don't have time. But I think, you know, uh, in the past he would answer no, because he's like, you're, you're counting the cost. Like, what is this going to cost me? Not, not, not only financially, but mm -hmm. physically and time spent away from whatever, you know, things mm -hmm. like that, that were not necessarily a healthy yeah. way to look at things. So, and I, and I if I can add to yeah, that, another reason why um, I would say no in the past is because I didn't want to disappoint you mm -hmm. because I truly, I want, I want to be able to give you everything that you desire, your heart's desire. But I know there's limitations, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think sometimes my automatic response of no was because, you know, I just didn't want to go down that trail of like, okay, I can't, I can't do this for us. I'm just going to say no. Right. You know, right. so I, you know. Still waiting still, on the Tahoe, by the way. Still disappointing, <laughs> but um, those were some of the reasons. Yeah. So that's yeah. the back totally story, right? That. So some of you may be dealing with that as well out there. So, you know, and honestly, I've heard it said before, you know, a marriage without fun, and I'll just add you know, intimacy, right? Um, it's really just a business deal. It's a business contract. Sure. You know, you, yeah. you got to have fun. You have to, that brings you close together in an intimate way. That's not necessarily sexual, right? Which is something that I crave. So, yeah. so, you know, you have to have a fun heart. You have to be happy. Yeah. You know, happiness, it can't be traveled to, it can't be yeah. owned, earned, worn, or consumed. It cannot be any of those things. Happiness Amen. is, is choosing. It's a choice. It's choosing to live every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. And sometimes you need to tell your face that you're happy. Exactly. Because your face is going to tell the story. I mean, if I'm <laughs> always looking like this or, you know, I'm always wow. downcast or whatever, I tend to be more of a serious person um, just, you know, because of demands and things like that. But you've got to also allow the lightheartedness to come in as well. And so I can be yeah. guilty of that at times. I can be too focused. And so I don't allow that to come in. But when I am happy, I need to tell my face. I mean, the Bible speaks about that. And do you want to read that? Which one? It's, I think it's this one right here. I think it's going to say that. It says, uh, Proverbs fifteen thirteen says, A glad heart makes a happy face. Yeah. And a broken heart crushes the spirit. Right. So yep. sometimes you got to tell your face you're, you're happy. Let your spouse know that you're happy, that you're 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 feeling great. I mean, there's obviously times of uh, of mourning yeah. and struggle and challenge and loss, and so we we've all go through that. 
And we've been through that recently, but you know, that that isn't always the case. And so let your face know that you're happy. And I wanted to Amen. share, you know, some scriptures to really back up this, have a fun heart. You know, it's not just mm -hmm. something that we're pulling out of a hat, right? right, right this right. is scriptural. Yeah. God wants you to have a happy, fun life. Absolutely. You know, he created all of this. He created yeah. this earth for us to enjoy. He created my husband and myself to come together so that we could have fun together and yeah, enjoy each other. Absolutely. You know, in uh, as a uh, quote that Abe Lincoln that, that I saw when doing our research, it says, we are as happy as we make up our minds to be. And that is so true. Mm -hmm. You can talk yourself into a sour attitude and you can talk yourself into a happy attitude. Right. But I wanted to share just a couple scriptures with this, this in mind. You know, we need a fun heart. This is Nehemiah 8.10. Mm. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. That would make me happy. Sure. This is a sacred day before the Lord. Don't be dejected or sad for the joy Lord of the, the Lord, Lord is, is our strength, strength. Is your strength and Amen. is my strength. And this is a scripture that yeah. I have held on to. Um, you know, I don't know if many of you know, but my sister passed away, uh, June 3rd mm -hmm. and we've been kind of in that, that, yeah. uh, mode of dealing with all of that. And this scripture in particular is one, even before she passed, cause she fought a courageous battle, uh, two and a half years of, of cancer yeah. and, um, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I remember going to bed so many times, mm. um, crying, you know, and just saying the joy of the Lord is my strength, you know, when, when thoughts and just everything would just inundate you when you mm -hmm. lay your head on, on your pillow, uh, I just would out loud, literally out loud in my bed, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is not anything that I can conjure up. The joy of the Lord mm -hmm. is my strength. Amen. And Psalm 118, I didn't... I've got it pulled up it, if you... Is yeah. there something? Is it the whole thing or is that just kind of... No, it's, it's 20, verse 24. Okay, so it gotcha. says, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and, and be, be glad, glad in, in it. it. So every day there are, there is a reason, you know, to rejoice and to be happy. Gosh, thank you, Lord, for <laughs> allowing me to wake up today up, yeah. and to, to have this great day with my spouse and my family. Uh, thank you for the opportunities that you're going to give me today. There's reason to so be much. joyful so much. and thankful and grateful every day. That's so good. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to wait on my emotions to tell me how I'm doing today. Yeah. Yeah. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yep. I'm making up my mind this day to be happy. So what we're saying is it's a choice. Yes. Do I get sad? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I do get sad, but I don't stay there. And I allow the Lord to bring me through the grieving process or bring me mm -hmm. through whatever is going on in my life. So Amen. I don't, number one, use a situation in my life, you know, as a, an excuse or a crutch to not further my walk with Jesus or not make decisions that are biblically based. Right. You know, I mean, so That's many good. people, if they lose a, a sister, a brother, a mother, whatever, will turn to the world mm -hmm. to make them feel better. But this is what we're talking about. The joy mm -hmm. of the Lord is my strength and I can find all that I need in his word. Yeah. I don't need pills. I don't need alcohol. I don't need anything worldly to make me feel better and to drown my sorrows because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. I will choose happiness. I am joyful for the time that I spent with my sister. I am over the moon elated that she is with Jesus now. Yeah. But yes, Amen. I have to grieve. My flesh has to grieve, but I'm not going to stay there. Amen. Yeah. So the more that you 
invest in fun and friendship. We'll just now take it back to our marriage. Right. Um, for your spouse and with your spouse, yep. the happier the relationship will be. And and I know one of my favorite qualities about you is that you you can make me laugh. Like just deep gut level laughing. Like we can, I, on the rare times that I make you laugh when you're able to let go because he's a little more um, reserved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just get tickled beyond belief because I love making him laugh, but I love it when he makes me laugh. Yeah. So generate fun activities together. I mean, you have to work at it. That's what it we're oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It is know, work. It doesn't happen just by osmosis, yeah. guys. You have to plan activities. You have to talk about things that you both like to do Amen. and go do those things. Not everything costs. I mean, going to take a walk in a oh, park gosh, or yeah. going to, to uh, uh, a park or even, um, uh, what am I thinking of right now? A state park, if you're in the United go States hiking. or a national park, go or hiking. Or if you're not go outdoors, enjoy, go to a museum. Go yeah. Enjoy you know, nature. Yeah. You know, there's there's yeah. so many opportunities uh, that don't cost anything. Sit outside your own house. For once, instead of in front of a computer or on the t or watching TV and just listen, exactly. Sit outside with just, your spouse and talk and exactly. communicate and connect. The, the point is, you have to work at it. You have to work at it, and we've we've talked a it's lot about that. It's not going to happen if you don't. And I'll leave you with this one: a fun heart, Proverbs seventeen twenty two. A joyful heart is good medicine. Yeah, straight from the Word of God. A joyful heart is good medicine. That is why I can be joyful in those low, sad times. That is why I can still praise the Lord and sing and hallelujah and just be worshiping him even in those times because that's how God heals my heart. And that's how he He can help us to uh, love one another but have fun with one another. Well, let me let me share something practically for the ladies and then you probably have something for the men. Um, you know, guys look at everything from the standpoint it's a date. So, you know, if Don and I go get some ice cream or something like that, jump in the car, drive down, get it's a date to me. That's how guys look at things, right? Um, and so for you ladies out there, um, what, what am I saying? Well, men are going to open up more emotionally to you ladies and to our spouses when we consider you to be our best friend and our buddy, that you want to do stuff and just hang out with us, you know, so... One of the things that Donna does for me is I like to watch uh, college football, you know, American-style football for those of you who are overseas. And um, it's not something that she loves. It's not something that she desires, but she does it. She's actually entering my world to become my buddy, my mm -hmm. friend. And mm -hmm. so when guys understand and know that about their wives, we can open up more. We can be – we're just not normally – you know, emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. They, and, and when we have more fun, mm -hmm. then we tend to open up and mm -hmm. we want to do that with you as our spouses. So mm -hmm. I'm just trying to help you ladies out there and how to approach that with your men. Enter their world. Yeah. And it's interesting, like when we're watching football, like I have all, I have a million and one things I need to talk to him about. But do I do that? No. I don't. Sometimes, sometimes you try, I, but you catch yourself. I catch myself right. because I'm like, oh, yeah, I meant to, you know, and uh, I'm like, no, 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 we're doing this activity together, uh -huh. you know, yeah. so. So what can you do, what can you say to help guys understand their wives better? Well. When it comes to doing some activities or planning something. So we want to know that you've put some effort into it. Yeah. Like you're saying, you know, a, a trip to the gas station to get, you know, your big gulp is not, you know, the husband's like, yes, we were in the car together. We bought this together. It's a date. 
It's really not. I mean, we appreciate it and that's fun yeah. for us to go do and everything like that. Um, but uh, we want to know that you've actually put some thought into it. Right. And we can tell if you haven't. And oh, so, sure. you know, it fills our tank emotionally when you have actually thought about, hey, you mentioned a few weeks ago that you wanted to go see this movie. How about we, I remember one, it was, we've not gotten to seeing a movie in a while because we've been a little bit um, focused on other things. But um, <clears throat> you there for a while were like every Friday and, and it just would slip. I wouldn't even think about it, but every Friday you're like, hey, where do you want to go eat this Friday? And, and do you want to go see a movie or what do you want to do? And it's that kind of thing that really uh, f connects me to you. It's like you are giving thought to you. We're not, we're not to me and we're not just going to sit here and work right. and be on our computers all day. We're actually getting out of the house. We are driving to another town. We are intentional about spending time together. And um, honestly, you, you know, it really speaks to my heart when I'm, when I'm talking to you and we're actually doing those things yeah. that you're not always on your phone right? because you can be together, but not really be together. Right. And so it's very true. It, it's making that effort and, and, uh, getting to us on a an emotional level, a deeper level that says, hey, he's put some thought into this. And I've thought about you and you're a priority. And I even appreciate like if he's out and about and he stops by McDonald's to get an iced coffee and he brings me one. You know, that that's not a date, but that does show that you have thought about me. Uh -huh. You know, those are the things that women women like. Amen. Um just as a so, yeah, so a free heart, a full heart, a fun heart, and what's the last one? Yeah, the last one is a focused heart. Yeah. You know, you have to go back to, okay, we fell in love for a reason, mm -hmm. and we fell in love because we were focused on each other. Oh, yeah. Um, it wasn't because we, you know, we were just so, like, I rem I'm not going to tell the story, but, like, when we first started uh, dating and I we first started to really meet and, and know each other, I remember I was trying to figure out where you were going to be, where I could go to find you, and so that's pursuit mm -hmm. and that's focus. That's right. You know, and so what did you do when you were first dating? I realize, you know, our life circumstances change. We have children, we have jobs, we have other aspects of our life. But the point of that is, is that don't allow those things to be the only things that you're focused on because mm -hmm. a, a focused heart somewhere else does not allow you to focus on your spouse and your marriage. Because your heart's going to be focused on something. It, it is. And so it's not that you're, what I'm not saying is that you, it's not that you, you should not focus on other things. You have to, because you have to earn a living. You have to raise your children. You have to do whatever those things are. But when those things are all consuming and you, you have no time to think over. about one yeah. another, that becomes a real problem. And, and so if that happens, then sometimes because you feel like, okay, well, my spouse isn't thinking about me. I'm not thinking about them. Then your eyes start to wander mm -hmm. to other places. Mm -hmm. And so, as you said, if you're not focused on each other, you're going to be focused on something else. And you don't want to let um, adultery or wandering eyes mm -hmm. come into play that starts to steal your heart because Amen. now your focus is gone. You've got to turn your heart back to your spouse. Losing my breath. <laughs> <laughs> I should have stopped with a period. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Lord, the Lord, in His Word, always brings us, us back to remembrance, right? And it's, it's always the same, remembrance. It's the same for it's our always remembrance. Yes, yes. And you don't want to let. And we've already kind of touched on this, but you've got to deal with any offense and unforgiveness in your heart because 
if that's in your heart, then your focus is going to be there. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be on really loving your spouse. It's not going to be about setting up fun activities. Mm -mm. Um, You're just harboring all of those things in your heart that's going to prevent you from truly focusing on your spouse and making them first and making them a priority. So like we said before, anything can be a distraction to you. I mean, hobbies oh, for, yeah. for us, both. your kids, ministry, your job, it, it can be a grandchildren. We have grandchildren yeah. now. They can be yeah. a distraction. So, yeah. um, we want, you know, we have enough love for everyone. We do. Right. Amen. But we want to make sure we've reserved love for each other. That's right. That's we can't right. forget about each other mm-hmm. so that we can continue to be a light to our family and be a light to a generation and a, and a group of people that we have influence with. Amen. We want to show them what a godly biblical marriage looks like and having a focused heart on one, one another is key. It's important. Yeah. So your spouse is your number one priority relationship here on earth. God, yeah. God is number one. Mm-hmm. And then your spouse on earth with people on earth, your spouse is your number one priority. Yeah. End of, Discussion period. Boom. There it is. There Drop it is. the mic. Yeah. So what does Hebrews um, chapter 13 verses four through six say? All right. And I'm reading an amplified, right? Yep. So marriage is to be held in honor among all that is regarded as something of great value and the marriage bed undefiled by mm-hmm. immorality or by any sexual sin. Right. For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature Be free from the love of money, shun greed, be financially ethical, being content with what you have. For he has said, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless, nor nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently say, the Lord is my helper in time of need. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Yeah, so the Lord, you know, he, he, he said he would never leave us or forsake us. There's, there's never a time in God, in, in, in God that he's actually going to you know, physically leave you or emotionally leave you. He's not so busy up in heaven that when you pray to him, he says, oh, well, you know, things are really happening in the earth right now. End times are coming. I don't have time for you. That's not what God is saying at all. He always has time for you. Amen. He always will make a way for you. He is for you always. Always. And so it's the same. We can apply that to our marriage. You know, I can't be so busy that I don't have time for you. Yeah. I need to know that he is for me always. Mm-hmm. Even in the busy times, I need to know and he needs to know that we are for each other, that we aren't each other's enemies, no. that, that you have my back and I have your back. Right. I need to know that. And I need to know it on a, a very deep, intimate level Yeah. that regardless of what I'm going through, regardless of how I'm behaving, regardless of what I'm saying, that he's not going to leave me because he knows yeah. that I'm going to come around yeah. and that I'm going to seek God out on it, on, on whatever the matter is. And we're going to talk about it. But I need to know in, in my lowest and darkest times that he is still for me. Yeah. I need to know that Yeah, every single day. And, and I had you read the Amplified Version mm-hmm. because there's some things in here that's pointing out, which is talking about where your focus mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. and where it shouldn't be. So, for example, like immorality by any sexual mm-hmm. sin. This is yeah. the wondering eyes. This is the adultery that I'm speaking about. For God will judge that. Let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money, right? So you can't just pursue money and that be your focus, mm-hmm. right? Again, where your where your heart is, 
that's where you find your treasure, mm-hmm. right? And yep. so if your focus is on money or your focus is on someone other than your spouse, this becomes the problem, yes, right? Amen. Uh, and, and be financially ethical. So you can't let any circumstance come into the marriage and defile it. You can't let anything come into your life that is going to take your fo- focus off of your spouse Amen. and that you put and you reserve none for them. Amen. It's not right. Amen. And, and you're not going to win and you're not going to be victorious in your marriage if you do that. Amen. Yeah. So, so how do we love our spouse with our whole heart? First step is a free heart. This is where we're talking about forgiveness. We talked about that last week. Right. You also need a full heart. You need to allow the Lord be in the word, be in prayer, worship songs, fill your tank mm-hmm. with something other than right. the world. You need a fun heart. Don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly fun or earthly good. You know, I'm, you know what I mean? Why are you looking at me like that? Was it fun? Fun. <laughs> And you need a focused heart. You must have your heart focused on your spouse. Amen. So that's it, guys. Yeah, I want to pray for everybody out there because I believe that, you know, over these last couple of weeks, um, there's some powerful, powerful message. There's a powerful message here to allow you to love your spouse with your whole heart. And then there's so many scriptures. I mean, we didn't even quote all the scriptures that we uh, that we're referencing from. But I'm telling you that you can love your spouse with your whole heart, if you just follow these things that we're talking about and allow Amen. the Lord to wash over you and to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior because that's the starting place. Because when when that happens, the Lord said, I'll send you a helper that will guide you, that will teach you, that will bring correction Amen. into your life, and he will help you to be able to do the things that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. So let me pray for you. So, Father, we thank you right now for each and every one. We thank you, Father God, that you are restoring marriages. You're restoring hearts back to uh, marriages, Father God, one spouse to another. We thank you, Father God, that you're even helping those that may have uh, issues of unforgiveness and bitterness and anger toward their spouse to heal the heart, Father God, that they would actually bless and not curse their spouse, but they would actually bless and pray for their spouses that their hearts would be turned, Father God. I thank you that it's out of uh, some relationships and some situations where it's going to be out of the, the, the heart of the one spouse that's going to turn the other spouse's heart. I thank you for that ultimate healing. I thank you, Father, that you're the one that changes hearts, that, that we can't do it in and of ourselves, but you can. Yes. You are the God of more than enough. You thank are the you, you are the miracle worker, the wonder maker, and mm. we thank you that you are doing that in marriages now. By your spirit, Father God, invade every home, invade every yes, heart God. to restore and heal marriages to back to back to the level that you intended to intended it to be from the very beginning. Yes, so Father, we thank you. Thank you Lord. We give you honor. We thank give you, you glory. Yes. We give you praise. And we thank you that these teachings thank over the Jesus. last couple of weeks will actually affect people's hearts. And they'll take these these teachings um, um, to heart. And they will say, look, Lord, you need to help me. You need to help change me, yes. transform me, so that I can love my spouse like you, Jesus, yes, love. So we you. thank you for that, Father. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hey, God bless you guys. We, we love, love you. you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com 
and send us your Marriage Minute questions at marriageminute at revivalnow.com.